0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
1: You know, the Colts have a definitive behavioral kind of DNA that they look for. And I wonder whether Will Levis is that. We're going to talk about it. and We're going to look at what behaviorally the Colts look for and see if there's somebody who kind of fits. We're also going to look at non-quarterbacks who may fit what the Colts want to get done during the draft. They have a lot of needs. This is not a team without holes. They got lots of them. They could use a really good tight end. They could, not in any order. They could use a really, hell, they could use a cornerback. They could use a bad cornerback at this point. They could use the right guard. They could use an edge rush guy who can get more than six sacks. They could use a linebacker. They could use a lot of things. They're not set at many spots. So you've got to look at the spots and you've got to look at the possibility that Chris Ballard looks at the draft as it transpires over the first three picks and says, Whoa, I don't like what we got coming at us at four. Maybe we move back a little bit. And maybe we figure out how to plug more holes with that number four pick than just the one. Now, I'm not a fan of that. You don't win by amassing mediocrity, stacking mediocrity higher. The way you win is get a bunch of elite guys. You hit on a first-rounder, 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 first-rounder. You fill holes with the third, fourth, and fifth round. That's what you do. Sometimes you get really, really lucky, Isaiah. Uh, you're warming up to levis. Don't do it, Isaiah. Don't go to the light, Caroline. Don't go to the light. No. The Colts, but they got holes. Now, by filling the holes with mediocrity, and by mediocrity, I mean like those non-blue guys. You can lift the roster at different spots, but can you lift it to a point where you can win a championship? Is the role of the GM in this draft of Chris Ballard to go get guys who elevate the roster to where you're going to be 8-9 and or 9-8? and Or is it Chris Ballard's job to try to put together enough blue-level players, really good players, that they could win a championship? I've told you before, there is a great book called Super Scout that Bob Hamill helped a guy write. And and the guy, I think his name was Jim Russo, uh, a scout for the St. Louis Browns and the Baltimore Orioles. And what he said was the Orioles pivoted. They became a championship contending team as soon as they got a general manager who said, look, as you go out and you sign guys, I only want you to look for guys who you see on a potential championship team. We're not just trying to get better at different spots, we're trying to win championships. You've got to look at it in that way if you're going to get there. Blue, blue, hilarious, always, we love blue, the NFL Mascot of the Year. And not only the NFL Mascot of the Year, but the Community Anchor of the Year and the Social Media Mascot of the Year. Blue won the Triple Crown of mascots. And good for him. Between Blue and Boomer, I think that Indianapolis has the two best mascots in all of professional sports. Better, certainly, than the Philly fanatic who always uh, grated on me. Got to tell you the truth. Uh, Michael Strain. thank you. The closer we get, the more I want Stroud, the less I want Levis. Still undecided on Richardson. I like the, the chance, but it is just that, a chance. Regardless, let's be optimistic on whomever. I'm with you all, all the way, Michael, and thank you for the donation. I appreciate that. You, you've got to look. It, it, look, th- what this draft is, is this draft is a really good compass, and it's going to determine what kind of a person you are, all right, the way you look at it. Either you're going to look at it and look at who the Colts draft, and you're going to say, okay, that sucks. Ballard's an idiot. Or you're going to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to give this guy a chance We're going to get back at it tomorrow night. We're going to draft in the second and third rounds. We're going to see what the hell happens. You're going to be one of those two people. You're either going to be a cup half empty, a cup half full. Will Levis is the guy. He is the sort of that uh, defining line, the Mason-Dixon line, right? You're either south or you're north. You either love Will Levis or you don't like him at all. And that behaviorally is really, really interesting. By the way, this is Inside Indiana Sports Now. For Monday, April 24th, 2023, brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. You call Johnson's Plumbing. You say, hello, Jared Johnson, please. I've got pipes that need plumbing. Literally. And he's going to say, okay, I'll be right on 765-610-8809 is the number. Call him today. All right. And make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit the like button. And, uh, you know, the bell, the the little bell icon, you you do that, and you get an alert every time we go live, and it's awesome. And we did a Two Big Brains today, Dan Dockich and I did, talked for 55 minutes about this draft, about the NBA playoffs a little bit. Then we talked uh, a little bit about boycotts. Bud Light. You got to, I mean, if you're drinking Bud Light, you got your issues already. You know, you know what I mean? Like giving up Bud Light to me is like giving up Brussels sprouts or beets. It, it's a pretty easy decision. I, have, I don't drink it. So giving it, why do I need to boycott it? Should I start drinking it so I can boycott it later? I don't think so. We talk about that a little bit too. Dan loves boycotts. I, my dad loved boycotts. He was keeping track of everything. I don't like that place. We do like this place. I can't go in there. You've got to go in there for me. It got very confusing. I don't like confusing. I like simplicity. And so boycotts are really not a part of my bandwidth. At any rate, two big brains. Awesome today. All kinds of fun. Let's talk about Will Levis. The Colts don't do what Will Levis does. Peyton Manning... Andrew Luck did not put mayonnaise into coffee. They didn't eat a banana with the skin still on, and they didn't uh, drop to their knees and try to hit the crossbar or upright, whatever it was, with a football. They didn't do those things. Johnny Unitas never did those things. It's not in the DNA of the team. When you walk into the Colts' locker room and you talk to the players, they are all gracious, gracious. They're all mostly friendly. Quentin Nelson is not terribly friendly, but that's not a lack of friendliness. It's just that I don't think he's interested in talking. I don't think he wants to hear himself talk about things, is the thing with Quentin Nelson. He sees the media as a diversion from the task at hand, and that's preparing to play football and win football games. I I got respect for that. I have no problem with Quentin Nelson doing what he does with the media. None. They are very, very nice people, and they are very, very patient with us, and and it's enjoyable to be in that locker room. I don't go into an environment I don't enjoy. I enjoy the Colts locker room. It is a good, positive place to be. That's what Chris Ballard has built. That was not the case with Ryan Grigson as a GM. And it's not like, look, I'm not being critical of Ryan Grigson either. Because what Ryan Grigson was about was winning football games, and Chris Ballard is a little bit deeper into the behavioral sciences of putting together a team than Ryan Grigson was. Ryan Grigson wanted football players. Chris Ballard is a little more specific, like I said, as to the behavior of those he invites into the Colts' midst. So, not necessarily a criticism. Does Will Levis fit? I think he's the outlier. Of of the four guys that we kind of look at, and we can even throw Hendon Hooker in there. All right, those Bryce Young fits. Bryce Young is a cult. If you listened to Jonathan Taylor last week, I think Bryce Young and Jonathan Taylor have a lot in common behaviorally. They sound very similar. It, Jonathan Taylor is effusive. The guy is really energetic. Bryce Young also. C.J. Stroud a little more laconic than Bryce Young, but that's okay. You can live with that. You know, uh, Jacoby Brissett was that way, too. Easy smile, though. And then you've got Anthony Richardson. And we really don't know a whole lot about Anthony Richardson from a behavioral standpoint. But everybody at Florida raves about him. So I got, hey, everybody at Kentucky raves about Levis, too. But Levis is more interested, I think, in getting clicks. Uh, than the other guys. Not that that's necessarily bad. We all compete at different things. It's fine. It's just different. Here are some players to watch as you move through the draft. Here's a guy who sounds like a Colt to me. His name's Keon White. He's from Georgia Tech. He's an edge. Some guys just sound like Colts. Keon White sounds like a Colt. I don't know at what level he's going to be drafted, either a down first-round guy Or an early second-round guy could be available at 35. If the Colts choose to trade down, he's a guy that they could get late in the first round or in the second round. At least that's the way it looks right now. Nobody's sure where these guys are going to go. I'm not trying to tell you that Keon White is going to go 21st or 35th or 39th. I'm just saying he might be there. Sam Laporta, tight end out of Iowa. He's got to clean up his blocking a little bit, but he is a good receiving tight end. And Iowa sends good receiving tight ends to the NFL like it is the program's job. We remember Dallas Clark. This is a guy who is a little bit Dallas Clark-ish in his stature, in his speed, and in his strengths. And it would be great—it is really, really hard to win in the NFL— without an elite level tight end and maybe sam laporta could be one of those guys where can you get him i don't know it seems like he's moving up boards people are talking about laporta a lot more this week than they did two weeks ago so we'll see how about keely ringo keely ringo is a guy who if he falls to 35 would be a really good target for the colts as a cornerback, and he fits sort of the jersey that uh the Colts' uh, defensive coordinator Gus Bradley has for a uh, uh, for a corner. He he's fast. He's okay foot speed wise. Not a great uh, shuttle time, but that's okay. He's got good size. He's 6'2 two and uh, two oh five. And by the way, like I said, ran a four three five forty. Then you've got Broderick Jones, and Broderick Jones is really interesting to me because he was the left tackle for the University of Georgia. And Broderick Jones can maybe play outside in the NFL, might be better suited to playing inside, and seems to be kind of this sort of tweener that might fall a little bit in the first round. He might not, but he might. And if he does, the Colts could be there to take him and slide either Ryman to right guard or start uh, Broderick. Uh, at right guard. It's an idea. I don't think it's necessarily a great idea. I mean, I'd rather see weapons. I don't like the inside-out thing, but I'm just mentioning guys, all right? These are not... This is not an advice column for Chris Ballard. This is just giving you guys to watch, guys who scout the type of guys that the Colts might choose to draft. I would prefer that they take a wide receiver and a quarterback and go score a bunch of points because that defense that defense is a ways away who you got on the defense that you would say elite player anybody deforest buckner I'll give you that one and then if shaquille leonard comes back in 100 percent, he's pretty good and then the rest of them and eh, they're a whole lot of you know mediocre to good like Grover Stewart, good. Quitty Pay, good. Zaire Franklin, he's all right. You got a lot of that. You got to, I'm not going to say mediocrity, but you've got a lot of guys. Yeah, you know, nothing special. And it takes special to win. And if you're not special on the defensive side of the ball, go get really good and elite on the offensive side of the ball and get dynamic. All right. Um. Last quarterback taken at number four, by the way, Philip Rivers. And and by the way, as we get all uh, agitated, Dan was talking about this on uh, Two Big Brains. As we get all agitated about C.J. Stroud, the general managers in the NFL are not listening to the chatter about C.J. Stroud. They're doing their own evaluation, and it is separate and distinct from what the media thinks. At all points, nobody's watching the media to try to figure out what to do with the second overall pick, third overall pick, fourth, or down the line overall picks. That's not what happens. They're they're doing their work independent of what we think, and they should. And good for them. Um, good heavens, we take ourselves so seriously. The media, we're the watchdogs. We've got to fig- We've got it all figured out. And burp, burp, burp. No, we make it more fun. GM's Chris Ballard doesn't watch this and think, by God, that Sterling, how in the hell is he not a scout for my franchise? That That's not the way he thinks. I might be right about a lot of things, but uh, yeah, not to the extent that Chris Ballard's going to give me a call and say, damn, kid, you nailed it. It's probably not going to happen. Blue, like I said, named the mascot of the year. He was also the mascot of the year in 2016 and 2019. He was awarded the... Uh, Anchor in the Community Prize as well. That's his third time winning that. Boomer for the Pacers. Excellent. Blue. Excellent. This town is silly with mascots. If mascots won championships for franchises, we'd be hanging banners quicker than anybody in the league. Where's the Patriot? I don't see the Patriot. Do you see the Patriot? Where's the Steeler? I don't see that guy. Do they have like Steeler Sam or Steeler Stevie? I don't think so. The Bears? They have a mascot? I don't think so. Billy Bear? You know, no. That was from uh, 48 hours. At any rate, the Colts have it covered both in the NFL and in the uh, the Pacers do in the NBA as well. Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent bright and early. 6.15, baby. You snooze, you lose. We're up early. We're up grinding. That's what we do. Hello, Augie. How are you? That's what we do, and we do it all day long, every single day. Tomorrow, I can't wait to talk to you then. And, by the way, again, watch Two Big Brains and subscribe because you got it. All the cool kids are doing.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.